You are tuned in to Pedro Pascal, a bi-weekly celebration of the actor Pedro Pascal, where we explore his filmography and how some of his greatest performances came to be. I'm Katrina. And I'm Rachel. And this week, we are so excited to welcome... Oh, wait, you were going for that, Rachel. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, Rachel, do it. No, 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 Rachel, do it. Uh, Rachel, do it. This week, we're joined by podcast extraordinaire... Star Wars fan and fan friend friend of the I meant to say friend of the pod Alden Diaz. Hello, Alden. What's going on, my friends? I'm ready to go here. I have to light my uh, Din prayer candle. Oh, uh, I love in, it! In celebration, <laughs> I've got my Disney Prince uh, sticker that I haven't put on oh anything God. yet. I'm I'm ready to go. Oh my gosh, go. you are excited. So- so ready. Oh my gosh. I, Alden, why don't you tell tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So um, uh, my dad and I never met. And I think that's where most of my issues come from. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> recording this on, on Father's Day, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah or, <laughs> which, which just, I, I didn't even intend to make the joke. Uh, and that's why I connect <laughs> well, with Grogu. This, this, is, this is Pedro Pascal's day. It's Father's Day. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's mm-hmm. true. Daddy, Daddy's Day, if you will. All Dills um, welcome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, but yeah. So uh, we all know each other sort of from the content space. So it's like nothing that I'm going to say about myself is going to be like, wow, that's so revolutionary. I have a Star Wars podcast. Uh, I have a film podcast. I've been writing on the internet since I was 14. I work for iHeart. Uh, that's where my my day job. I work for iHeart Radio um, or iHeart Media, and um, I produce uh, morning shows for Miami and Fort Lauderdale. And the market down here, I've worked in rock radio. Right now, I work um, the first iHeart all 90s station because now the 90s is old enough to be like nostalgia. So my mornings from five in the morning to the middle of the day are Britney and Sync, you know, Lenny Kravitz. And then after that, it's Star Wars and hanging out with my dog. So that, that's basically my life. And Rachel and I met uh, doing WandaVision coverage and Katrina, I've just known you from the space, just like having from been a fan and just from seeing you pop up all over and from Aww. you know your starwars.com stuff. And so I've known who you, I've known you longer than we've known each other. Uh, just because <laughs> that's how that's how weird online culture is. Where some like oh, yeah. I have like tight friends in this space now where it's like, oh yeah, I've I've been following you for 10 years. And it's like, oh well, that's absolutely a strange. Yeah, but, we, yeah. It, that's so that's so weird because it's like my um we I have a three-bedroom apartment, so our third roommate is moving at the end of summer. And his girlfriend, like, I, I don't remember where it was, but it was like, she, um, he was like, he mentioned me and she was like, you know, Rachel? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's my friend. She goes, oh my God, that's my favorite pop culture writer. And like, it was like, she knew who I was based on just like being online before I ever met her. And I was like, oh yeah, that's weird that that is a thing that exists yeah. in the world. Absolutely. I think it's just like an echo of like, all three of us live in like big coastal cities and like mm. that happens with like, you know, when you have people who work in like, like broadcasts, like, oh, I know the guy who does like the morning radio or like, oh, I know, you know, my ex boss is like an actress or so-and-so this and that, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's fun to like see online, like, especially to hear stuff like that, where it's like, oh, people have actually read my stuff and they knew who I was. That's so nice. Like, yeah, but now I'm we're- glad we're like, we're coastal elites. We're, uh, yeah. you know, we're the coastal you know. elites over here. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Look, there are a lot of people in the Midwest who live near celebrities because that's where celebrities go to live. So yes. not to discount them, you know, yes. they're, that, that, they're, that's their neighbors too. They just see them less at the, at the grocery store, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the, <laughs> the news. Um, in Pedro Pascal news, uh, he is in good old Canada, because uh, they have started to film the last, or yeah, The Last of Us. I just forgot what that show is. Mm -hmm. Um, they started to film The Last of Us. Uh, he posted some selfie that it looked he he has a he looks like he has a lightning bolt on his face because the sun's shining and everyone lost their minds. To which. I believe the selfie says, I wish in the corner. So I don't know what journey he's on. He's on a journey and <laughs> kudos to you. Welcome. Please watch Bo Burnham's inside. Then you can, we can all be on the same collective journey. Yeah. But this picture appeared and uh, a lot of, a lot of people had something to say uh, of Pedro Pascal and some overalls and a Laker, this, this same fucking Lakers t-shirt. Um, in a Walmart, a Best Buy. It's, it's oh, that's definitely store. a Best Buy. Yeah, yeah, that's a Best Buy for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's the same Lakers shirt from just hanging out with Frank. So mm -hmm. he has he has three shirts. Uh, now this is in the rotation of shirts. Huge but, quarantine uh, mood. Like I, I that's how I go to the store sometimes when I just don't have enough spoons. I'm like whatever this works. can you okay. can you bring up can you bring up the overalls again yeah yeah, yeah of course <laughs> i just want everybody to know that this is going to be my uh celebration anaheim cosplay oh uh, I love for, it. for 2022 yes only real ones will know <laughs> <laughs> you'll roll up at all of us and just be like hell yeah and people mm -hmm. be like i don't he's in a lakers nope. t-shirt it's like yeah it's very specific we just we need to have a Padro Pascal uh cosplay meetup. Just do all <laughs> yeah. the worst, the worst of his outfits. Oh, um, that's so good. Yeah, I yes, I or no, this will be me. I'll just come as the sun. <laughs> I'll come as the Tubby Sun, or I will come in just my compression shorts and a leather jacket and be like, hello, I'm here. What's up? Exactly. Um, my hero. Uh, but, but yeah, that's about it. They're just filming that show. Uh, that's all he's doing. Again, as I say, every time we do the news section, I don't know his life. I'm sure he's having a time, but I do know that they're filming the last of us in Canada. Hold on. Did we talk about the actors on actors interview last time? No, that's the, out, that's the other piece out. of news. Yeah, that, that is, is the news. Uh, it felt like it was so, that feels so long ago. Right? It was also like not, no. It's like last week and it, it feels like 60 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so we do have to talk about the actors on actors. So sorry, listeners. I thought that we that had come and gone. Um, <laughs> so him and Ewan McGregor did actors on actors to which it was just Ewan McGregor basically the entire time answering pedro pascal's questions and i don't think human mcgregor interviewed pedro pascal at all and the one time he did <laughs> the one time he did pedro pascal almost spoiled all of yeah uh, like how they're filming the mandalorian like, yeah like when he's gonna go back and yeah yeah it was it's so funny i mean who, i'm sorry who does actors on actors vanity fair or variety 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 uh whichever variety editor realized that they had the opportunity to do that pair 
you know they were just high-fiving themselves the entire week so because perfect. a the sweet sweet star wars drip of of just clicks and sizzles and all that oh but, yeah but also just like the charisma is like equal but two totally different kinds of charisma mm -hmm. because ewan's is appropriately like so european and like sort of like understated and then mm -hmm. pedro's here like i'm a big dork like <laughs> like, <laughs> like i love train spotting yeah. i love all movies you've made yeah, yeah. yeah that is the, they're, they're, they're like so embroiled in conversation well, and yes me and katrina the scotsman and the <laughs> and the chilean i've got that one too camera. hold on a second hold on here we go here we go it's uploading here it comes <laughs> it's the best there. Yeah, she just made it our podcast <laughs> it's just us it's just you know you and it's rachel and i'm i'm pedro and it works that's fantastic uh, but yeah, I, I like it a lot. I do think it's so funny because it was like very clearly like they didn't give them strict guidelines. Like some of them you can tell that they're like, here are the questions you should ask each, ask each other. Yeah. And there are some who you could tell that they're very excited to just talk. But I feel like those two, they were like, you, you guys just talk to each other and, and ask some questions. And Petra was like, here is my list of questions. And you know, McGregor was like, I'm just going to just go with it. I'll figure it I out. I just rolled up going. today. I didn't yeah, even okay. open my notes app for this one. Yeah, it was just so organic and, and just like free flowing, just yeah. big, mm -hmm. big uh, friend energy. Like they seemed like they were at the end, like they were excited to meet each other, you know, in the future and for to visit each other's sets and stuff. And we know just from, you know, the, the interviews and talk that Ewan did his costume test for Obi on the Mando season two set. Mm -hmm. So they they possibly have crossed paths before in a professional capacity, but I I'm so excited for the inevitable OB Disney Gallery where Pedro is there. Like, hey, like oh. this is so fun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're at a round table. They're like, sir, this is a different show. He's like, it's okay. What's up? Yeah, like, yeah. Right. We did actors on actors together. We zoomed. Yeah, <laughs> we were don't mind me. I'll just eat my salad and watch. <laughs> oh yeah yeah tom hiddleston with a salad off to the side uh no but it, it was super super endearing and i think that my favorite moment from the whole thing was when ewan is like oh yeah you know and like the baby yoda uh, i'm sorry uh grogu and then he's like you know his name pedro's like you know his name like he's like he's so excited like, so he corrected himself like he goes i'm so sorry that's not his name his name is grogu and he's like yeah what? <laughs> you corrected yourself yeah. so sweet yeah. uh it rolled it's 30 minutes long and then abrupt ends very clearly rolled they have a heart out those who did not fucking pay attention to it because <laughs> uh, you can see where they're like oh no we have to hurry this up and then like the last question is just like they're talking about holston and then he goes hey, well this was cool and like that's how it ends yeah you know, <laughs> so <laughs> Um, but yeah, that is the news. He is filming. Him and Ewan McGregor had a little chat. Um, and after watching Luca, just to bring this back, I do hope that he goes and gets more gelato. Um, that was Bless. very quick. I didn't mean, I accidentally came back twice. I have a little <laughs> bit where he showed pictures of him in Italy one day. And I was like, good, go get you some gelato. And then the next day that picture showed up and he had gelato in his hand. And I was like, Good. I'm glad you got yourself some gelato. Uh, and so now I watched Luca and I'm like, oh, I want gelato. I love so that for him. 
Um, but yeah, so that's the news. Uh, it is, you know, not much is happening, but this week we are talking about one of my favorite Pedro films Mm -hmm. and also one of my favorite franchises just ever. And, uh, we are talking about the tried, the true, the beautiful, the Kingsman, wait. Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Yes. Because I always forget which one's the Don, which one's an uh. <laughs> so I always gotta, I'm like, is it a Secret Service or the Secret Service? Then the is the one that should have already been out, but is mm-hmm. not because of COVID. The Kingsman is the Ray oh, Fine no, no, no. one. I mean, with like the colon. Oh, oh, just the subtitles. Yeah. So it's yeah, I think they're a both the service. No, one's a. So it's like a Secret it Service is? and the Golden Circle. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, Man, I've been saying it the wrong I'm, way this whole time. Every time sure. I'm like writing it, I'm like, wait, which one is the uh and which one is the the? <laughs> I am shook by this. Mm-hmm. This is new information for me. Guys, I'm just dropping truths on this podcast today. All about the Kingsman franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, so Alden, what we'll do is yes. I run down the movie and then we're going to deep dive and talk. But you are about to witness me in my stupidity doing the rundown. Yay! I love it. Love this for you. Yep. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Uh, so, all the Kingsman or Kingsman colon the Golden Circle is the highly anticipated sequel to Kingsman colon a Secret Service, a film that starred Taron Egerton, uh, Colin Firth. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Sophia Boutella, um, uh, Mark Strong, Michael Caine, so many celebs that you know and love. Mark Hamill? Um, Mark Hamill was in it? Mark Hamill was in the first one, yes, yes. Yeah. So then, um, you, the, in the end of the movie, you realize basically that the secret, that the Secret Service went full Hydra and they're bad. No, no like for them. So then, um, right? Or is it the end of? No. Well, it's the end of the first one. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, end of the Michael Caine was Caine. in on the plan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I got confused because also this one starts with a whole nother fucking to do with the Secret Service. So yeah. Then we come to uh, Kingsman calling the Golden Circle. Julianne Moore is living her 1960s dream, um, mm-hmm. and she is running a drug ring. Uh, that is like this drug that you like you take and then she's like trying to show everyone that drugs are bad, but also like if you just let me sell drugs, I wouldn't be banished. It's a little complicated. It's fine though, don't worry about it. So the whole movie, they're trying to figure out like where the drugs are coming from, like how to stop them because uh, the Kingsmen were attacked and everything got blown up. Um, and so the only two Kingsmen who are still alive if you guys remember correctly, Colin Firth, Ben dead. He died in that first one. So pretend you don't know Colin Firth's alive and well. Colin Firth's uh, uh, Harry Hart, uh, dead. So Eggsy is like, oh no, now it's just me and Mark Strong. All the Kingsmen got murdered. They all got blown up. Like, what are we to do? And they go and they like, try, or they're trying to find answers. They find 
this whiskey and they're like i guess we just get trashed because they're so smart and so stupid so they drink it all and then realize it is telling them that there is an american version of the kingsman called the statesman who are, who are essentially just indiana jones um and so they uh go there and they're like what's up we need your help we have to figure out what's going on like uh, what this drug is and because everyone started to basically become paralyzed because of these drugs yada 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 mm-hmm. so then they are with the statesmen who are all named after alcohol where the, the kings super are healthy like, yeah the kings are like hi we're the we're the knights of the round table and then the americans are like we are alcohol 99 bottles of agents down the wall yeah <laughs> um and so they team up with uh they were supposed to team up with channing tatum who mm, why can't i remember his name tequila he's tequila he's yeah. tequila that's right um to, they're supposed to team up with tequila but then tequila turns blue because he did the drugs um and they're like oh no well now you're whiskey you're taking point and whiskey is none other than pedro pascal his name is like jack something and i can't i don't remember his name was actually jack daniels okay yeah i was like mm-hmm. I, was, yeah. I know his name was, was jack but it's like a full full pun oh yeah but he's not so not he's, subtle no not at all so he is uh agent whiskey uh Jeff Bridges is in charge of the whole statesman. Halle Berry is is there. Mark Strong. Um, it all rules. But while they're there, they're like, oh, here's how, like, we're going to, you guys will trust us. Don't worry about it. And they show Harry Hart. And they have this technology that, like, saved him after he was shot in the head. And they brought him to the statesman and, um, like, their facility like are trying to bring him back to life but he, his memory is like gone he doesn't know who he is he just loves butterflies um and so then uh the whole like i'm trying to remember oh so then they like they keep trying to get information they uh taryn edgerton fingers a girl and puts a camera up her um and then at a music festival and, so, and then, the, 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 the nonchalant segue into that was just yeah like, well, it's like, and like it exists um and so then uh it's like him and whiskey on this whole little journey and then they're like okay but we need harry like we gotta get harry hart back and so what happens is uh eggsy is like oh i'm gonna pretend to shoot this dog like you did to me in the first movie and Harry is like, my memories are back. But he also, like, will just see butterflies, which I, I'm, like, miss. I'm jumping because this movie's long and also, like, we still got to talk about it. So, like, I'm, I'm jumping 90% of these plot points. So then they're like, great, well, let's go. We have to go to this facility. Um, and they have the antidote. And they, this is the information they got from, like, the fingering. So, and so they are going to this facility. They bring Harry Hart. Harry sees the butterflies. And they're like, oh, no. Like, he's he's gone fucking ape shit. And, like, they, they basically use a ski lift to, like, and they take down the whole ski lift and then run off into the wilderness. And all of the, like, people who are trying to get the antidote back from them um, are shooting at them. And Harry can like he's like still seeing butterflies but shoots whiskey in the head so then whiskey had to do the th- rapper 
Listen, guys, this movie is fantastic. It's one of my favorites, but also it doesn't make any goddamn sense. So then... It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. So then, uh, whiskey, comic book movie. Uh, whiskey's in the hospital. And you realize, like, the, his trigger to come back and, like, get his memories back is, like, a picture of his ex-wife. Or, sorry, his, not his ex-wife, his dead wife. Uh, because we learn that he is a wife. She was pregnant with their kid and was killed. And that's why he became an agent. Because he was like, fuck this. Um, that's important for later. So then, uh, they're like, great, we have to go. We figured it out. We gotta go to Poppy. Whatever. We go to Julianne Moore, who's been branding people and also has Elton John as a prisoner. Um, and so they're sitting, like, they're like, all right, we're going to break in to Poppy and make her stop this. Because she's broadcast to the world that, like, everyone who did these drugs is going to die. Hmm. Um, and she has a way of, like, curing it but won't do it because she's like, no, I'm showing you, like, the, the problems with the world and so then they go there mark strong is with them he accidentally stands on a landmine and so his way of distracting everyone is to sing take me home country roads by john denver uh and then he blows himself up uh harry and eggsy are like okay we got this we're gonna we're gonna fucking fight poppy and free elton john which is why taryn edgerton was elton john and rocket man um and so then they uh go realize that whiskey was working with her because whiskey is like my wife died because of drug dealers like fuck drugs um and then they uh they fight and throw him in a meat grinder um and then eggsy who has been fighting with his girlfriend this entire movie uh they, they get married at the end uh and that is kingsman the golden circle in the most barest of explanations incredible it was like the yeah. drunk history version yeah, uh, yeah. In, in, the, in the best way. <laughs> yeah. I want someone to describe Elton John's there. <laughs> so there's Elton John and a robot dog. And the, oh, yeah, and the, the robot dog. And the princess them. from Sweden that they did it from behind in the first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They That's get married. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She also takes the drugs and... And yes, she was on the drugs. And yeah. she was on the drugs and was like paralyzed. And he's like, oh no. Also, mm -hmm. JB, the original pug, gets blown up too, which that yeah, broke he my got heart. Blown up. He got blown up. That was awful. I and like after surviving that first movie too, I'm so upset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that so dog dead. I was also bummed that Roxy. I mean, I'd seen this movie before, but rewatching it, like the fact that Roxy goes out in the first act, yeah, does nothing except help him on his date. She was legit. She was Lancelot. And then, nope. And his friend got killed just like. Yeah, just for dog sitting. He was there. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do anything dead. wrong. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, sorry you were asked to dog sit. Now you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a Kings and Golden Circle. But yeah, uh, so, like, my favorite thing, though, is that, like, I feel as if the statesmen are Indiana Jones. Like, that's how I pitched this movie to my brother because I wanted him to watch it. And I was like, no, it's cool as shit. They have like whips, and it's because the Kingsmen are are James Bonds, and like look how posh we are. And then the Americans roll in, and they're like, "I don't, I'm not going through all that fucking effort." Like, great manners make it, man. That sounds fun. I have a whip. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's an incredible like introductory scene. It reminds me. It was like on caliber of like with Harry's first scene. In the first Kingsman. Yeah, I really liked that whole the whole setup is really clever of 
then Halle Berry's like, oh, I just opened our secret vault and there's an umbrella. Like they were set up to not know about each other for like spy reasons. But then if they were to need each other and then they go all the way back and she's like, yeah, our founder, his tailor was Kingsman. Mm -hmm. And then it like sets up this cool relationship. And then at the end, there's a Kingsman scotch um, and yeah. that they're, they're coming together. But I, I'm, all, I'm a huge sucker for like the um, the equivalents like type thing. Like, oh, there's this version of you. Like, uh, what's a good like back in Harry Potter? And they were like, there's a school in France. There's a school over here. Like, I was like, what? Like as a kid, mm -hmm. like other there's other ones. And how Indiana Jones has, you know, in his rival Belloc. Like, I love it when there's a, a parallel. Um, mm -hmm. This it also feels like very John Wicky. Like there's a bigger world than, you know, type thing. Yeah. Um, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think what why it works though is it's like you could have very easily made the statesman more like James Bondy as well, mm -hmm. but it works so well for me because it is so American and the Kingsman was so English, and it's like we are tailors and here's how we fight where we fix our cufflinks versus like I just like watching the Americans just kind of be like, yeah, I'll fucking figure it out. Who cares? And just throw <laughs> themselves into situations. Yeah. Where, and then, cause Eggsy's kind of like the marriage between the two of them. Like he wasn't the posh kid growing up and they're like, they, for lack of a better term, polished him up and made him into this Kingsman. But then he's with the Statesman and he gets to use like how he would fight in bars and stuff. Right. And I think it was really interesting and I like it a lot. I love the Statesman. I would watch a whole uh, give me a Statesman prequel movie just so I can have whiskey back. Like mm -hmm. I love the Statesman. I think that is such an interesting little thing. I these movies, like I understand why people don't like them because they are like, as I said, a girl gets fingers so a camera can go up her, so then they have can listen in and have <laughs> some information on where the drug like. Their films based off of Mark Millar comics, so yeah. like they're gonna be crass and like yeah, and know. Millar is like yeah, Millar is a that's whole like thing. Uh, yeah, like the the level of what we got and I mean I remember watching Kickass for the first time mm -hmm. and like I had because I was gonna watch Kickass I went and read the comic and I was like so nervous about what I was gonna see on screen and then it was like eighty percent less like yeah like I think that Matthew <laughs> less Vaughn... terrible. Matthew Vaughn makes Mark Millar more palatable yeah. because Mark Millar is like pure shock value. I think he's, I think he's like the writer equivalent of like a shock jock sometimes, but yeah. the, but with like Kingsman is, it's like the most played straight parody comic book version. Like the elements of parody that are in it are so in your face, like for a reason. Um, yeah. If that doesn't work for you, like the hyper violence that I, I'll totally understand uh, the sex comedy, like the first one, all building up to like the reward for saving the world is anal sex with your future girlfriend. Like that, that's, a, that's like future princess wife. How dare you future princess <laughs> wife. Yeah, that's true. Um, that, that type of thing. Like I can't, I can't defend the fact that it is really, really crass. I get that it's parodying that type of stuff. Um, so it's, it, it's a, it's just how much you're willing to, to, to be able to palette at the end of the day. I mean, it's sort of, yeah, it's not like Tarantino, but it's the same sort of conversations that you have. Like, yeah, if you if you if you can stomach it, you can stomach it. If not, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, go ahead, Katrina. Oh no, no, I was just gonna say I I still enjoyed like some of the things that came, especially into this movie. 
that we didn't get in the first movie for like you know scheduling reasons and stuff like i i will always appreciate mark hamill's cameo in the first movie because it's what got me an interview with him and that was super cool but like having elton john in this one in that place where he was supposed to be was like really cool and gratifying and i i think it it played so well in this film yeah and like listen poppy i know you have to live on a little island but also like here's the thing her <laughs> life rules she had yeah. john sing her songs whenever the damn she fucking pleases mm-hmm. and then she talks about joe pascal like they're friends mm-hmm. so i'm like girl what are you doing like why are you i have so many questions like just chill. Yeah. Why are you that's the other thing. The world? Like you have you have a diner that you can just like hang out in and do it whatever you want all goddamn day. Who cares? And that's the other thing about this one in terms of like with villains, especially like in Bond or things and pretty much anything like you want to find an escalation of the villain you already had, but find a different angle. So you have like Sam Jackson as Valentine in the first one with his lisp and that he's a rich guy, but he loves to eat McDonald's and he hates blood. And like, you have to find like as many weird character traits as you can. So like this one feels like they just threw everything at the wall. Like what if she was in Cambodia, but it was like 1950s, but she had cyborgs and robots. Like it's just everything. And I, and I didn't say this up top uh, cause it's not the Julianne Moore show, but Julianne Moore is my favorite actress. As she mm-hmm. is just, I, I think that she's the, the best we have. So anything that she's in, um, I'm down. She's definitely like com- completely hyper aware of the fact that her character is a cartoon character mm-hmm. and she just leans all the way into it. Yeah. Well, and Pop- so listen, I'm not defending Poppy. She's crazy. She murdered a man and then made some other guy eat the burger. But like also Poppy, is like maybe the greatest mastermind out there. She's just like, I'm on this island and I'm going to control everybody from an island. Like, the only reason that she got taken down was because you you, you can't fight Mark Strong. I've learned mm-hmm. that throughout my whole life. You just can't fight Mark Strong. Mark Strong will find ways to d- bring you down. I am going to pretend as if uh, Merlin is not dead. Because Merlin is one of my favorite characters in this whole franchise. And the fact mm-hmm. that he loved John Denver and is obsessed with the statesman is he's just like, <laughs> I like Americans. Delightful. <laughs> Um, I just love it. Yeah, it, it, like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, these movies make so much sense, but no sense at all. You just have to kind of be like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, you're sort of taking it on its terms the entire time. Like every time that they're like, this is how this works. I'm like, all right. Like when he takes, when Pedro takes out the condom and he's like, oh, I thought thought things were bigger here in America. And he's like, it's for your finger. He's like, it just needs to go into a mucous membrane. And then we get audio of everything. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> sure. Yeah, like you explained I buy it, it I I'm guess. like they explained it and it's like, okay. Did I, <laughs> did I need to watch the camera? Not no. at all. But you know what? You live and you learn. That is the Mando. I understand that you enjoy that scene. <laughs> Mando the dog losing his mind He's got strong opinions <sighs> about like, whether or not we needed to see it. Mm-hmm. How dare you? Can't wait to um, see his Rotten Tomatoes page. Yeah, wait, Mando? With, yeah. For our T profile, what is your letterbox review? Man, Mando's yeah. letterbox is much like yours, Rachel, where it's just it's just <laughs> all or nothing. <laughs> did yeah, I, I told- <laughs> the dog is like, did I, did I look at the screen the entire time or was I distracted? 
Yeah, yeah. My, cat, my cat today realized the TV was on, and we were like, oh, yes, that point of the week where the cat's like, TV? Mm-hmm. TVs exist? Um, but, yeah. No, I think I like these movies a lot. Uh, I, I like them for what they are. I don't try and think too much about them. Um, I do owe my job to Kingsman Golden Circle, something I have talked about on this podcast before, mm-hmm. but because it is the episode, I will retell the story. I saw the Kingsman Golden, or I saw Kingsman the Golden Circle with my friend, and my now boss was there and saw like my denim jacket I have that has patches and pins and all this stuff on it. And afterwards, she came up to me when we were, she was talking about my jacket, and she like looked at like my Captain Kirk pin and asked mm. me about Trek, and she goes, "Well, who's your favorite?" And I went, "Oh, Chris Pine." I was like, not Shatner. Like, I like Pine as Kirk. Mm-hmm. And so we were screaming about Chris Pine in like Times Square because that's mm-hmm. when the where we got out. And then she followed me on Twitter. I did some stuff for the Mary Sue, um, but like freelancing. And then a year later, she was like, we need help with our social. So without Kings and Golden Circle, you wouldn't see my wonderful hot takes on the MarySue.com. Mm-hmm. So I this movie and the fingering scene uh, and Agent Whiskey and Take Me Home Country Roads. Yeah, in a way, we owe our entire show to this uh, well, to this movie. Yeah, and it's also this is also the second movie that Channing Tatum was in that year. Yeah, that Take Me Home Country Home Take Me Home Country Roads was in because he was also <laughs> in Logan Lucky that year. Mm-hmm. This is 2017? Yeah. Such a long time ago. I know. It feels like a different world. I I thought for a second that this was 15 because my first thought when he came on the screen was that he it's the second time that he's gotten to use his southern drawl because then he gets to do it in Hateful Eight as a Jody Doming Gray. And he only shows up at the end of the movie. Um, But Channing Tatum's uh, he's only in this a little bit, but he's he's really entertaining. Uh, no, Channing Tatum isn't—he's not in this movie for that long, but it's also like enough Channing Tatum for me. I don't dislike Channing Tatum. I'm just <laughs> never like gung ho. I'm like he's fine. The Channing quotient, you know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a very small uh, amount. But really, I think that what's interesting about Channing is that much like uh, Jai Courtney is the as another great example. These are actors that Hollywood believed were meant to be A-list beefcake stars. Mm -hmm. But really, they are character actors trapped in the bodies of A-listers. Because when you put Jai Courtney in like Die Hard and like all these movies where he's the lead, he's terrible. But then you put him in to as Boomerang, he's one of the best Mm -hmm. parts of the movie. And I'm glad (laughs) they're, they're keeping him. With Channing, it's like, okay, you had like Step Up and then like your other movies. And Magic Mike was sort of a, a nice success and he had the dancer background and stuff. But the more like offsides Channing gets to be and the more like he gets to play, mm-hmm. like being be, being funny, like, you know, Lord and Miller really discovered sort of like just how funny this guy is. Um, he's, he's really good. And, and, and Bridges, too. I mean, like he's an actor that you could pop in for two seconds and he makes any movie better. So, yeah, absolutely. I will say I love I do love this movie because my father is in it. Um Jeff Bridges and my dad are twins. Um, I can convince my father's a long lost Bridges. Uh, and when I was a child, I, I, I've talked about this on other podcasts where when I was a kid, there's a movie with him and I think Tim Robbins and they're like neighbors. Mm. And I was probably like 11 or 12. And I asked my mom why dad was in a movie. 
And they realized that I thought my dad looked like Jeff Bridges. And so now to this day, like to the point where like my dad was diagnosed with blood cancer, like in August. And then Jeff Bridges, it was like, oh, I have blood cancer in like September. Oh my God. It's so eerie. I was like, this is too much. I need you guys to not. Um, Yeah. Well, tell your dad I loved him in Crazy Heart. I, that's the one that he listen. <laughs> he was so good in it. I love Crazy Heart, and it's funny because my mom. Um, so my dad is the is essentially the dude, like mm-hmm. just wants mm-hmm. to smoke pot and chill all day long. That's my dad's whole mo. Love that um, for him. Uh, what? Love that for him. Love it. Yeah, uh, but that so so he's the dude, and so when Crazy Heart came out, I crazy. I cried during True Grit because I was like, no, my dad died. And then mm. I watched Crazy Heart. And when I was a kid, my dad had a heart attack. And so I was like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Like, I'm j- I just sobbed throughout all of oh Crazy Heart because I was like, it's my dad. And my There's too many parallels. Yeah. yeah. They're the same person. I feel like I've just been lied to because I've, ne- I've met Bo Bridges, but I've never met Jeff. And so I'm like, all right, someone's lying to me. And my dad has just been <laughs> It really time. bothered me when your when your dad took the arc reactor out of Tony Stark's chest. That was really really lame of him. It's a, Very it's really, upsetting. It's really a big point of contention in our family. Um, <laughs> as someone who has the arc reactor in my room, I'm like, Dad, how dare you? Hostile yeah. takeover. I mean, look, that's a the, that right there is a father who will go to great lengths for his child because now you have the arc reactor. So yeah, that's now, true. yeah you're, you're correct. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I love I love the statesman very much. I like this movie very much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the Pedro Pascal also like I know he complains because this movie like he was not prepared for how much work it is was like with training and like because the fa- the fame quote is I'm just an actor and my back is killing me because of like the training and shit he did for this. Yeah. But it, I, I whiskey is such a fun character because it's like we don't know that much about him until the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you do, it's like, okay, well now I want to know so much more about him, but the, it's over and he's, his legs are the only thing that exists anymore because he mm-hmm. was thrown into a meat grinder. So like, uh, can anyone let me know like where, where I can get some more whiskey information, but, mm-hmm. uh, definitely yeah. more whiskey content needed. And like, I, I just love that this is just another one of his like really, really good turns as like a comedic actor. You know, like we see him, he's a very dramatic actor now these days, but like this is still in his famed death era that I like to call it. And it's, uh, it's just a really nice, like, I just love it when, when he gets a role that he can like ham it up on. And this is definitely one of them. Yeah. And what they do such a good job of setting it up in terms of the statesman, because with tequila, you get sort of an introduction to what they are mm-hmm. and you get like a good fight scene with them and you get sort of a, an introduction to their side of the world. Like you said, very similar to uh, Galahad in the first movie. But then they set up whiskey to be their best. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're going to have to send whiskey. And he's not even there at the time. He's in New York. He's got, you know, the big yeah. building and the, and the really nice setup. And he has his his helicopter. He has his jet, the silver pony that he uses later on. Like, he really is just like the cream of the crop for their side of, of the organization. And Pedro really leans into all that. I mean, the southern drawl, you know, the, the outfits, the way he carries himself. Uh, it's all stuff that like, you can see sort of shades of like in something like Din Djarin, like how much he likes 
sort of like that old school Hollywood sort of man, but like here he gets to crank that all up because the entire movie is cranked up. Mm-hmm. And so he, he sort of, he like, I would love to see him do, you know, his own sort of, you know, remaking a really classic movie, like a remake of Shane, but with Pedro Pascal or something like that, or, or anything where he could like do the really serious Western, but here he just, uh, yeah, he's, he's, He's the kind of actor that can sell a really like because like it's, it's no one's denying like it's sloppy like at, this is a sloppy movie. I don't think it's as tight as the first one. I think the first one is 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 a much stronger like film like a script. But he's able to take a last minute. Here's my entire backstory, and he just makes it like natural because mm-hmm. it just feels right. Like that meme of him sort of kissing the photo of his you mm-hmm. know dead wife. Like yeah, that is is a moment where you believe like that's when it comes together and you're like, Oh, Harry was right. This guy, yeah, there's something right about him. Like you could tell, um, but you're not ready to hate him. You would like it if he, you know, turned back to the good because he is endearing. Yeah. I didn't want him to die. I, I was like, this he could work. It could work it out. And then they put him in a meat grinder. And I was like, Oh, thanks. Yeah. I don't get anything. This ain't a work it out. Not quite. Like work on it. It'll, it'll be fine. And they're like, no, he's dead as shit. He got thrown into a meat grinder. Sorry. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think I, I just really like that character. I like the whole vibe of this movie just because, uh, like you said, like he it, he's very much an old school actor. And this is also the movie that everyone is like, oh, he looks like Burt Reynolds, which is like, I maybe hate that. But uh, whatever. <laughs> like Maybe hate. Well, because I, we I, I, I know it's a thing on the internet. I'm aware. And so then my dad, we're watching the movie, 10 minutes in the movie, fucking, or whenever Pedro Pascal rolls up, my dad goes, it looks like Burt Reynolds. <laughs> and I was like, great. And, and he's then like, and I, I know, I would know because I was on set with him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, would know, I know Burt. Well, exactly. Were, true to my father, though, like, we'll be, we were watching it and he goes, who is that guy? And me and my brother are like, the Mandalorian. You just and the guy from Triple like we're like you just watched him in ten things, Dad. He's like the same guy. I'm like yeah, yeah, Dad. That mustache is undeniable. Mm-hmm. You can just see the stash or no? Mark. Oh yeah, yeah. But yes. Mm-hmm. Um, any other thoughts on Kingsman? The Golden Circle. Fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, my only last like, thoughts on this is that whenever I watch. This one, the first one, um, kick ass for, to a certain extent. I feel like Matthew Vaughn started to flex a little bit more as he went on. But like Matthew Vaughn knows how to move a fucking camera. Like he really does. Like there are there's stuff in filmmaking now, like John Wick, where it's like it's like death ballet is what I call it, where it's like that gun foo, like they sort of keep the camera here, let everybody do the work. It looks like Shang-Chi sort of gonna be like that as well. Whereas this is like the camera is moving with the choreography as much as any of the actors or stunt people are. And so like when you get things like Pedro doing like the, the whip or the double pistol twirl or Taron Egerton doing one of his many head scissor takedowns and judo throws, all that stuff, you feel like you're right there with them. Like the first film has the free bird sequence in the church, which is just bonkers. Uh-huh. And this one has like three scenes that are, similar to that the car chase at the beginning um whiskey in the woods against those guys yeah so it's just uh it's really really just like kinetic like you watch this and you like want to work out you don't but you want to 
You're like, oh, I could be persuaded. Um, I will say the one thing I do want to talk, we briefly touched about it, but I want to talk more about it because it's, I love the comparison to the manners maketh manners maketh man scene so much Mm -hmm. just because it's again my favorite thing about this is it's like they went full tilt hey we're a bunch of americans and Mm -hmm. not in a way that's like fuck you guys for being american like in a no we understand the differences and we're we're paying homage to both the filmmaking tactics of like spy movies in England versus like an Americanized story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I like that scene. Cause he's like, uh, he said manners maketh man. And I forget what he says, but it's like, he's like, ah, oh, which I mean, it means like, just, just fucking be nice. <laughs> like, and he's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to fucking take you guys down. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they have like that, that thematic connection that tequila talks about. Where he says, I can't remember if his mother said it or someone in Statesman, but like that Southern hospitality comes from the English. Yeah. That that's that's the only thing that carried over from the, the you know, colonies all the way down to to the Southerners of today. And so you sort of have that like in Whiskey's mind, manners maketh man makes sense because he is used to tipping his hat and you know and charming people and all that stuff sort of like equates. So and like you said, it's so Indiana Jones. I mean, like. Nathan Fillion has talked about like what makes Harrison Ford a star is that he can take an ass beating and yeah. that like every, his physicality and like just like the way he gets hit. And so I think that between Colin Firth and, and Pedro in that scene, they just sell everything so well. And Taron's great too. Like I know that, you know, it's not the Taron Egerton show, but he really I mean, is. He could be because I love Taron yeah. Egerton. Oh, he's, he yeah. he's fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He should have an Oscar because of this movie. But no, not for this movie, but because of this movie. Because <laughs> yeah, this movie and uh, Sing is mm-hmm. the, for the gorilla movie. Yeah, so he met Elton. Elton was like, he, Elton had been working on Rocket Man for forever. Like Robert Downey Jr. is at one point who he wanted to play him. Yeah. Um, but Tom Hardy almost did it. Yeah, that was enough. That's what I was thinking of earlier when you were talking about actors who were like stuck in the bodies of these like A list hunks. Oh, and yeah. Are weird as shit, though. It's, it's yes. Like, again, oh, just, Hardy. Like, Hardy. Sure. Absolutely. Because, like, oh, Venom is the greatest movie because they let Tom Hardy do whatever the fuck he wanted. And he, we were all like, okay, great. This is fantastic. I don't want to date this episode too much, but just for anybody watching, look in my eyes. When I saw that Venom 2 trailer, I transcended. <laughs> like I didn't know what was happening to myself. When, like, <laughs> yeah, when fucking Venom is like, ta da! So I just love it when he like threatens the the bodega owner. Oh yeah, the, that it's insane. Um, which also I was worried. I was like, oh no, Alden, we've been really good about not doing this. You're not gonna see it. But now I get to post that we went on a tangent. I love it. Look at the sweat. Little well, sweat. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was well, like, he's oh, been no, like, he's squashing bananas. But I was like, oh no, we've been good. We haven't really gone on tangents. And then we were like, Ellie, anyway, Venom Poo. Um, <laughs> Pedro should be in it. Yeah. I agree. Listen, listen. Don't even get me started on Pedro Pascal in fucking Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'll go on my tangent. I, I like Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's very fun. It's relevant because he is in Kick-Ass. But now that he's Craven, I'm like, that's fun. I'm so happy for you. But also, what if it was Pedro Pascal? Yeah. yeah, I feel like Pedro as Craven is just one of those castings where it's like, how do you not? 
like it just felt like it was right there but at the same time if it means that he can be saved for a mcu proper role you know in one of the interconnected properties you know i i think that if they want to change maybe johnny blaze make him latino and then you, he can be in midnight suns with oscar and oh. Mahershala ali uh, because the only thing they don't have is Ghost Rider, because the Moon Knight, Blade, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, obviously. Well, I mean, but also Johnny Blaze was Gabriel Luna, wasn't mm-hmm. he? Uh, he was a uh, he was Robbie Reyes. Oh, okay. He's the third yeah. Ghost Rider, and, and that was oh, in the Ghost Rider. I didn't, I've never yeah. watched that. I just knew he was Ghost Rider. Yeah, he plays the the most recent iteration, but something tells me that I'm not a person that thinks that Agents of Shield isn't canon. Like, I, I have no problems with the show. I just don't feel like they're going to go out of their way to be like, let's connect it. I mean, listen, they're doing The Last of Us together. Just bring them on over. Just be like, hey, uh, we'll b- we're both Ghost Rider now. And my good friend, Nick Cage. <laughs> Dude, if Nick Cage comes back. <sighs> oh, amazing. Oh, I, I hope we get in that movie where Pedro Pascal and Nick Cage just act out scenes together. I hope we get a Ghost Rider scene just for us. In conversation, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I like this movie a lot. It's great. Uh, I like, I like the Kingsman. I would love. I don't want them to make a new Indiana Jones that does not have Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love that franchise to die with him. But if Pedro Pascal wanted to be in that movie with uh, his good good friend Steve Murphy, aka Boyd Holbrook. Um, mm. And then the, they just all have some whips together. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be mad about it. Boyd mm. Holbrook, who we called in my house for the longest time, Brian Brosling, because he's just right off brand from Ryan Gosling. He's just right, right up to the side. Well, it's funny because at work, uh, when the news broke about him and uh, Seanette, I think it was on the same day, mm. the, um, the, my boss was like, oh, what does that mean? Like, um, like she was like, who is that? And I was like, oh, um, he's from uh, Narcos. But like the way I had to describe it was like, he's in Sandman. And, and I described everything except for Narcos. And at the end, I was like, he's also Steve. He's Steve Murphy and uh in narcos he's javier pena's partner my boss is like oh and that's why you know who he is I was like, yep. shut up yep <laughs> it's yes. very easy to read yeah but um yes it was him him and uh shawnette renee i believe her last name is wilson uh were announced on the same day and i said great keep adding people you added phoebe waller bridge but mad melkinson get pedro mm-hmm. it'd be mm-hmm. great he already knows how to use a whip Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Pedro on screens together would be too much for me. Too much oh, for my, die, my mortal yeah. soul. I would be I, so happy. Yeah, I'd die. I'd just be like, uh, make him the hot, uh, what is an, uh, not, you can't. Oh, the hot, the priest. hot priest. No, yeah. you, can't, you can't redo the priest. I was trying to think of another, like, hmm. holy, the the hot pope. We got the, we got the young pope, the old like in the hot. Oh yeah, like, who is the young pope? Jude, Jude Law is the young pope, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Jude Law. All I know about that show is he like appears in a bunch of dead bodies or something. I don't know, but um, but yeah, movie rules. Um, mm-hmm. 
Uh, and now it is time. Our favorite part. Our favorite part of the week, which is stash, 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 the stash, 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 the stash. The stash on everybody's lips is gonna be Pedro's. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So, Alden, if you have a choice, please let me know. But what this is, is. We just pick our favorite mustaches of Pedro Pascal's, whether in the thing mm-hmm. or just in general. Because, you know, sometimes he doesn't have a mustache in the thing we're talking about. So we just kind of right. pick one. Mm-hmm. So for me, my favorite is the scene at the end of the movie when it's revealed that Whiskey uh, is working with Poppy. And we get to, we get that very fun electric whip. Yes. Um. And he does really look like Burt Reynolds in this picture now, the more I look at it. But, um, yeah, my favorite. Um, it's just a fun look. I enjoy it. This is a this is good stash content for me. I just think mm-hmm. this movie was like, we got this. We got this. We know what the stashes are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Likewise, my stash is also from... Uh, this movie. I chose this one mm. because not pictured the suit that he has on the jumpsuit is just so perfect. Like it's this perfect, like super 80s snowsuit made for whatever combat he's about to go into or get out of. And I just love it so much. And yeah, the, the stash just looks impeccable. Like his stash, his eyebrows look freaking great in this movie. His hairline looks great in this movie. Like Props to the makeup department for keeping it clean, light, and tight. Yeah, yeah I, I'm inclined to agree with yours. I didn't capture a photo of it, but it is a snowsuit photo. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll default to yours, Katrina, because it was in the fight right before he electro whips the guy in half. There's mm-hmm. the slow shot of him doing the behind the behind the head double pistols. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this guy just looks good. Like, And I even thought that in the trailers for this movie. I, I was like, it's impossible until he does like a legitimately like horrific character. Like it's impossible to make this guy look not cool. Like that's mm-hmm. just his his innate ability. Listen, yeah. it's fine. Um, he can be not cool. Uh, he's it, it, he's hot. Well, we're gonna let it go. That he made <laughs> the um, Here is Alden. Here, I I got you. Yeah, totally. This whole this whole vibe. Oh, perfect. Yes. Like also with like the cowboy hat and shit, and it's like mm-hmm. okay, you don't need. He said a cowboy hat. I think this entire movie. I don't think it doesn't even than, get knocked off of his head. Yeah, <laughs> it goes in with him when he dies. I don't. Yeah, I also think it gets. I don't think it gets knocked off his head when they're literally thrown in the like ski lift either. Like I think it's just mm-hmm. thrown no. his head and he's flying into a wall. That was also really cool because his the way. Um, I can't remember how was it Taryn or Taryn was it Eggsy the scene where like the way that they don't die is because oh it was he uses the whip to create the hole in yeah. the thing and then Taryn shoves him into the thing and makes the um his parachute come out parachute big out. American flag yeah mm-hmm. that yeah. should have I was like wait who's well that was a stupid question is an American flag so who who do I think I do like that this movie <laughs> does the one thing I didn't say that I want to do is. I like that he 
I every time they're like, you get to be like a Western, the Texas boy in him jumps the fuck out and he's like, Hello, yes, did you know I'm from Texas? Mm-hmm. I, I live in Texas. And you're like, All right, dude, we got it. Yeah. Oh, he's he's fully <laughs> ready to uh to do accents at, at any I'm surprised Din Djarin doesn't have an accent with how much he I mean he he, he rose he to fame with Oberyn doing an accent and I feel like he had like a bit of one when he started out but now he's kind of mellowed on it because he wanted to yeah. I know they were going for that like really heavy Clint Eastwood vibe with Mando when he first started but it wasn't like strong or anything yeah he was definitely like really gravelly in like yeah. the first couple episodes it's for just sure so, like I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in gold and you're like how who talks like that right yeah exactly like even the most monotone person doesn't talk like that. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you doing? Um, but yeah, um, that's. Oh, we have to rank the movie. Um, right. I mean, we all know I'm a ten out of ten. All. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, "This is a useless segment for you." <laughs> I don't know why we keep it. I don't know why we rank these movies. It's just like it's always going to be ten, and then I'm going to be like, "Well, now I feel bad for judging the movie, so also ten. Like, what else? Mando, what do you think, buddy? Yeah, Mando's and... dog. Yay! Yeah, Incredible. Two paws up. Two paws up for Kingsman Golden Circle. Has Pedro Pascal mm-hmm. voiced an animal in anything yet? Because I feel like every actor will eventually. Oh, I'm not sure. He's not like in Zootopia. He's not in Secret Life of Pets. He's not in... No, just trying to think. Because I feel like Pedro has some sort of like wolf or something... Something majestic. Oh, yeah. I know he's done cool. like some I VO would... work in games, but not in, yeah. in movies yet. I would love if we got a Disney Plus series from the point of view of the wolves in Beauty and the Beast. Um, and he was one of the wolves. I mean, that would be better than the LeFou prequel that is happening for, re- for reasons. <laughs> like was... Lizzie McGuire couldn't get to series, but LeFou is going to make it all the way to series. Yep. Like, like who is in the marketing? Wait, we were all shitting on it at work, and my boss literally wrote an article, and then by the end of it, she goes, "Okay, so as I was writing that article, I started to think about this show, and like maybe I'm into it now." (laughs) (laughs) I gaslit myself into being excited for Lefou. Yeah, I was like, "What's wrong with you?" She goes, "I I kind of convinced myself it'd be good." (laughs) I was like, "All Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's." It's pretty funny to me, but yeah, Pedro needs to do something animated. You're talking about Luca, you know, he needs to he needs to do some animation like with Pixar yeah. or something. Oh man, I loved I loved Luca, and like you know, Pedro and I, I've said this like six million times on this show, but we're both Chilean, and that's like a seaside country. And I'm like, mm. oh, Pedro's got to do a sea monster movie now because we have a lot of sea monsters and Ooh. gods and goddesses down there, so. Yeah, he should do it, and I should write it. Just putting it out there. Agreed. Luca 2. Luca 2. Chilean sea monster. Southern version. I feel that. (laughs) Um, More southern. (laughs) All right, Alden, tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, so you can find me uh, talking Star Wars on Octo Radio, a Star Wars podcast, um, which is home to my show. Uh, It's A-H-C-H-T-O Radio. It's one-on-one sit-down interviews. Uh, Rachel was just on. We have to have Katrina on um, yeah. super soon, uh, so we'll schedule that off-air. 
and then yeah, so that Rachel's episode will be out soon. It's also home to Tori Fox's show, The Incredible, Ooh. The Amazing, The Wonderful. Um, Tori, who is just a genius and is doing such amazing work, and her show is called The Mandatorian Creed, and that comes out um, at the beginning of the week. Mine's normally closer to the weekend. Um, I would have a hard set schedule, but I just I can't be bothered. Um, but hers is usually mandatory on Mondays because she's very very organized. Um, and that show does multi-part uh, deep dives into different Star Wars topics. Right now, she's doing a deep dive into droids um, with uh, Travis Bryant, Alyssa Bradley. Uh, so other people are going to be showing up there. And then I'm also on uh, the One and Done Film Club. It's the other podcast that I do with my friends Reed and Nikki, where we take each franchise that you love, if it has at least three entries, we each pick an entry to vouch for and debate which one from the entire series we should be talking about. And then we do a commentary on that movie. So the episodes are very long, um, but they are very funny and very enjoyable. And every franchise that has three movies or more is eligible. So, yeah. And then uh, posting pictures of my son online. Mando! <laughs> we love you, Mando! And you can see my handle here, 80 underscore Strider. Katrina, where can the people find you? Yeah, you guys can look for me. You folks can look for me uh, at my handle, Ocatrina, um, anywhere on the internet. Uh, along with Padro, I do Eat the Banta Tambien with my friend Kayla, where we look at pop culture from a Latinx point of view. Uh, I also just launched my new show on the Geeky Waffle Network called A Fight Club Far, Far Away. And I'm so excited to be talking about Star Wars stuff again because I haven't had a Star Wars podcast in like, five years so i am so hyped to be talking about something i'm very passionate about um yeah that's it what about you rachel where can we find you you can find me on the twitters at rachel leishman on instagram at rachel underscore leishman you can read my work at the mary sue uh and you know i'm all over the internet chatting up my favorite things mm -hmm. um and yeah Make sure to like, rate, review, subscribe. Well, I don't know what people say. All that stuff. Do all that. Um, and let us know what you want to see. We have some more stuff planned, but we always like to know what you guys want us to watch, what you want us to do. And then, like, maybe keep all everyone who listens to this podcast manifest Pedro Pascal coming on and talking to our dumbasses. Yeah, I'm manifesting <laughs> Pedro opening his DMs. That'd be great. <laughs> Pedro. Would be nice. <laughs> yeah, open the DMs. Come on the pod. Can't leave uh, a can't leave a homie hanging like that, Pedro. <laughs> but uh yeah, and uh so until next time, everybody. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.